Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, 918-800-1188. Join today with Nick from Vegas Rides. Nick can be found at Vegas.Rides on most platforms or reach out to him direct, Nick, at VegasRides.com. Nick, I am jumping into a beer that, well, we've had quite a bit around here locally because it's a good local beer from uh, Dead Armadillo, and it is the Tulsa Flag. Um, it's a blonde ale. You know, I like blondes. Uh <laughs> Do you guys have a uh, Vegas flag or is it just like the Raiders? Is that like the flag? No, Nevada, you mean? <laughs> no, but I don't know. I don't know if we have something like Tulsa has or not. Um, now it's like everything. You know, we had uh, the big McGregor fight over the weekend. We have, you know, we get everything here. Big so, or like one round? Uh, I don't know, man. It was, you know, obviously that's a big, big fight. So, um what happened? No, I don't know. Right? He got kicked he broke, or something, and it broke. No, his... he broke. He broke his uh, tibia and fibia and had surgery. I think yesterday, and so yeah, just one of those gruesome injuries that you know happens. You know, it's one of those things. Because it just got kicked too hard, huh? Who knows? It could be stress. Who knows? <laughs> you know, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, that was over the weekend, and so I don't know. We, you know, Raiders stuff is starting to. Uh, you know, infiltrate, you know, we had, we had big Garth Brooks opened up the stadium, you know, sold out the new Raider stadium. That was the same night as the McGregor fight and they're across the street from one another. So the traffic was obviously not good, not well thought out here in the city, but Vegas is not known for well thought out traffic. Uh, so yeah, man, it's, it's like the, I mean, you know, cause we got a bad break. Raiders have never actually played in front of a crowd here because of COVID. So this will be the first time that they'll be able to play in front of a crowd this year. Uh, are you a Garth Brooks fan? One of my best concerts mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. I uh, uh, I just hacked into the system, right? Like uh, you ever get, you know, with the, the radio stations are always saying, hey, you know, we're going to do this pre-launch yeah. and stuff. And it was from uh, one of the casinos was the, the, you know, the host. And yeah. you had to get this password, right? I was like, you know what? I bet you I could figure out their password. <laughs> sure enough, I did. And uh, and I was able to get early tickets and I bought, uh, uh, you know, the floor seat tickets. And dude, there was this chick that I always wanted to go take out, you know, <laughs> never. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go for it. Send her a message. She's like, really? You got, yeah. Like, okay, I'm in. Well, I think I'm in, right? Hot chick, yeah. great concert. It's going to be amazing. Well, I get in the car and because she wanted to come pick me up because she had worked downtown, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, uh, there's some flowers there. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, oh, well, my ex-husband moved back in. And oh, like, what the hell? Like, Can you drop me off right here? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was a great concert, right? Because he's amazing. Yeah. And I, I remember yeah. just being there like, you know, hot chick there and just having the stage and like, just, it was, everything was rocking. It was just an awesome concert. It was a great yeah. time. Uh, 
Are you a country guy? Is that your thing? Yeah, I like country. I, look, I grew up in a really small town. So yeah, I grew up on country music. I mean, believe it or not, my grandfather listened to bluegrass. If anybody's ever actually listened to bluegrass music, that's brutal. But uh, yeah, I mean, Garth Brooks is one of those transcendent guys, right? Like that's, you just don't have that many in your life that can sell out a 70 or 80,000 seat stadium. I mean, like 20 plus years after his prime. Like he's not, he's not even in his prime. He's just, I want to put on a concert and a hundred thousand people are going to show up. Like he was a a special, I mean, it's like the Michael Jackson stuff, right? Like people don't realize that we really haven't had anything near that in his prime. And Garth was one of those guys. Like he could literally sell out a hundred thousand, hundred thousand, hundred thousand night. He could do it 365 days a year. How many guys have that? Matter of fact, in Vegas the night before, Justin Bieber was in a really small venue at the win, which shows you the difference. Like, I know that's what Bieber quote unquote wants to do, but Garth Brooks has to be in a hundred thousand arena. Like he, he can't do really like small venues consistently. It's not worth it for him. Even though he did like a small little run here when he was doing a residency, but he was making so much money off of that. But I mean, he's just a special entertainer dude like it's just a special thing that's what happens when you come from oklahoma yeah well he's right down the street from you and he broken arrow i mean his I've, property's uh, huge i saw him and met him once at a, a little uh restaurant that was called the green onion and i was there actually i was eating dinner with the guy that talked me into getting into detailing he was my roommate chad and we were sitting down eating and he goes look there's garth and i'm like what I'm like sure enough and most people were respectful and you know i but, you know, you have to at least walk by and be like, hi. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, so. no, he's literally right down the street. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, it's so that's what went off this this weekend. But, yeah, it's it's going to be, you know, word is we could be looking at a baseball franchise. Now the NBA is talking about Vegas. I mean, you could be from zero teams to all four major sports and quite, you know, in some time. And if you've never been to a big time fight, it's still the best sporting event to go to. Because atmosphere you can't you can't like uh replicate it a big time fight uh, i took jess terrence for those that follow boxing terrence crawford's like the one of the baddest men on the planet we were sitting like three rows off the ring a buddy gave me his tickets that he had he couldn't go this guy not, like basically crushes this guy's soul with a body shot and like the noise of the body shot and the arena and everything it's, it's just like a special thing. And, you know, I'm into combat sports and a lot of people aren't, I understand, but it's just a different thing. I've been to a bunch of UFC cards and a lot of different venues from the Midwest to out here and all that kind of stuff. It's just special, man. I mean, cause it's really all on the line, right? I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's not like football, you're not in pads. You're not, I mean, these guys are going at it. So it's just kind of a different, and then the vibe's different. People are dressed up. You know, that's the other thing. You go to a football game, everybody looks like a bunch of scrubs. You go to a fight, especially boxing fights, people still get dressed to the nines, that kind of thing. So it, it's just a different type of thing. Hmm. All right. So you were doing live events there in Vegas. Here in Tulsa, our weekend was full of movies. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. As my kids were in town, they're like, Dad, there's some movies coming out. The cousins all started talking. So, you know, I, I threw all the kids in the Jeep. And uh, we have a thing, what we call is just Jeep music, right? And when the kids come back for the summer, we always pick certain types of songs. So a couple years ago, it was some crazy song called, because uh, I'd taken them on a trip to uh, down to San Antonio 
and we did a little run down there, went to Six Flags, did some stuff. And and the song that came on was uh, called Made in China. And it's just this random, like they just ever did it up, Made in China. Anyway, I won't sing it for you. I'll spare yeah. you that <laughs> you. Uh, disaster. Yeah. Uh, and and then last year, it was all songs by DaBaby. You know, we dove into that. This year, I'm back to EDM. And uh, the, the song this year is Tiesto, uh, or sorry, Testa. I always forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, and uh, Business is the name. And it's get going to get down to business. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah. so we're jamming that. We're rocking. That's just what we do. Doors off, top off, and we're jamming. And we pull up to the movie theater. I imagine uh, your events that you went to, everything was nice and pristine. Yeah. I was blown away. Now, granted, we got to realize, I guess, all last year, they – were probably closed right i think yeah. almost every theater was closed. so you go up now and it's like well, they didn't even care to fix the weeds that were in the gardens and oh, there, there's wow, never there's a photo that. there's a photo i took of uh who's that big uh, do you remember that big country uh, uh country guy uh will rogers yeah yeah uh, he's from here well so there's will rogers there's his there's vines growing all over him there's shit all over the place and multiple oh people, you could hear them go, this place looks horrible, right? I mean, you walk inside, there's like two people working. There's nobody. I mean, it was the most random, weird thing. Hundred and I think $38 later, I finally leave the theater. Whoa. Seriously? No, no more popcorn refills. No more combos. You buy each individual thing. I mean, it's, it was completely different. I'm going, what this in can't, the world? But yeah. How's that going to survive? No idea. Because everything, because they're doing like, so correct me if I'm wrong, not to get on a tangent, but this is kind of interesting. Aren't they releasing most movies where you can buy them at home while they're in the theater? Especially if they're Disney, right? Yeah, because Disney's trying to get you on Disney Plus and all that other BS. So essentially, this is like over. Like the movie, it's probably just going to be boutique from this point on, right? Like a couple theaters. Yeah, you got to really no. want that experience. And I, I just went, I don't know if I want that experience again. Now, we had a good time. I mean, yeah, I, we had a bunch of people with this, you know, but at the same time, I'm going, that's two hours. Like, ooh, I, you know, mm, that's pricey, gonna, too. Very pricey. God damn. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what I agree. I don't know what they're going to do it, it. But I, I don't know when I'll be going back to a movie either. I mean, it was we, we I say that then. Two days later, they wanted to go to another one. <laughs> but now they're cut off. Now they're cut off. <laughs> You're like, you know what? $270 later, I'm just going to call it a day. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think you had even said it. Like, the girls are in town. Just go have fun, right? Like, yeah. so I just yeah. said, you know what? Fuck it. So we went and saw the, uh, I don't even remember the first one, the, uh, the new Marvel movie that came out with the girl, Poison Ivy. It was very oh, well okay. done. Then we went and saw A Quiet Place 2. Also very well done. So both the movies were were both very yeah, good, good, but it was just crazy. Uh, do you have? I mean, but the the whole point of that was music, right? Like yeah. we were jamming out to a certain type of music, and I ran off onto a different thing. I mean, music for me when I'm rolling around in the Jeep is always like I I have to have music, right? I'm always playing something. I'm I'm always jamming out. Uh, there's different types of music I'll listen to, but for the most, yeah. I do EDM. I love techno. I love house. I love that yeah. beat. Um, 
What are you? Are you a music guy in your car? Yeah. What do you do? So I, I'm a little of everything, but you know, my favorite band is Tool. You know, for those that you know, listen to kind of heavier stuff. Um, I've seen them in small venue. They're very hard to catch in concert, that type of thing. I saw them when I was younger in college. Um, but you know, country. I grew up on on country music. Like I said, I grew up in a small town. Um, but I'm kind of. I kind of have an encyclopedic mind when it comes to music. Like I can listen to anything, you know, you go back to college days. I know you listen to Dave Matthews and those types yeah. of bands. I mean, that, that that's just, I, I kind of went through everything, every phase, whether it was, you know, nineties rap and, you know, those albums, you know, life after death with notorious. I really, whenever I get in my car, it all kind of depends on the mood. If I'm in that chill mood, like by the pool, you know, there's this like serious XM station called Yacht Rock, um, you know, that it's just like, this is what you would listen to if you were on your boat, you know, on your yacht, you know, and then when you're in the pool, sometimes that's what you want to listen to. Other times it's country. Other times it's, hey, I want to listen to some old school rap. You know, I was a big Wu-Tang Clan fan back in the day. You know, that was kind of like one of those things where it was like, a, you know, that's what made you different what kind of rap guy were you? And it was different back then. Like that was a real thing. Were you like more of a West coast guy? Were you that New York city type? So for me, I just, mine's a mood thing, but in my car, for whatever reason, it seems like I do listen to more podcasts now, you know, than, than I ever have, but music for me. Yeah. Whatever, whatever is like the mood you're in, you know, do you want something chill? Do you want something upbeat? That's kind of how I operate my, my radio situation in the car. So you mentioned old school rap. Uh, it, it was funny. One of the movies we watched on Sunday afternoon was because my youngest daughter just loves animals. That's her thing. And, you know, there's always some cartoon with animals. Always. Yeah. So she just turns on some random one. And at the very end of it, this dog that had been on there, that very small little cameo spots, but they called the dog Snoop. Uh, well, sure enough, right? Sure enough, at the end, you know, this chick's singing or something. And then it's like, hey, Snoop, show him what's up. And this dog gets up there and it's Snoop Dogg and he starts <laughs> rapping about stuff. And I'm like, what? This is awesome. Has, any, has like, anybody done done better with his image than Snoop? I mean, he went from the Chronic album to on Martha Stewart. I mean, it's like the most bizarre thing for people our age to see because you remember you know, a different guy that's like hanging out with Suge Knight and, you know, on, I mean, people forget he made a song called murder was the case. The guy was literally on trial for murder and now he's hanging out with Martha Stewart. I mean, now he's doing cartoons. It's like what American dream there. <laughs> he's done well with his image. Like I'm you said. I mean, he's doing Corona commercials. I mean, this guy's killing it. I mean, yeah. good for him. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I, it was just, it was, it was very, very interesting. It, and I, I celebrated it for him. You know, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here, here's what I want to pick your brain about. Here's what I think would be fun to talk through. All right. So the other night on the community pub was, uh, I had a great time. Uh, we usually do anybody that listens to these, you know, please hop onto the pub. You listen, you don't have to drink if you want, don't want to, we don't go crazy. We have one or two, plenty of guys hop in gals that drink water. Um, it's fun dialogue, right? And it's live. And usually if there's a guest, right, you get to ask questions that you might not get to ask if you weren't on the pub when they're there getting a live Q&A with them. So it's a rare opportunity that really no one else has doing what we do. 
Well, this question was asked by Brandon from Shawshank, which is a really great question, right? Uh, and I asked it to the guest, and then we all dove into the discussion, right? Basically, the question was, well, who's a manufacturer? Because there's a lot of companies that say they manufacture products, right? You've been in the industry a long time. I myself have. Uh, 2010 started selling chemicals. And I was selling for a brand, right? I came in into the sales side as a distributor. As I began to meet people, not only do I know where certain people do things, I also bridged gaps for companies so that some companies could start selling for other companies. So it is ironic that there are brands that say they manufacture their products when you know certain ones, I know certain ones, there's plenty of people in the overall industry that know that you don't manufacture all of them. So yep. let's have that discussion, right? Let's dive into it. You know, like, yep. what have you seen over the industry? Let's start there. And then we can go into what is manufacturing and we can go yep. into all this cool stuff. So what's some of the, the things that you've heard over the years and what do you believe or don't believe? Yeah. So I'll give my experience. Uh, I was a tester for a lot of different companies. And what that meant back in the day, which isn't as active anymore, uh, was people would send you products and say, hey, we're thinking of releasing this compound or this polish or this APC or whatever. And we just would like your feedback. You know, we've made some formulation changes. So that was my first introduction. And I did that for a lot of major companies that people know. I mean, Marty, you saw how many ceramic coating bottles I've been sent. I mean, I've done that for a long time and, and I actually enjoyed it. And I thought it was doing something, you know, good companies changed, you know, that wasn't, that's sort of kind of how you and I have started to talk. I was valued and the detailer was valued less for their input as time went on, which is fine. Um, so that was my introduction. And I talked to a lot of reps and talked to a lot of companies and, through those conversations, I was educated. I wouldn't say shocked. I was educated, right? Like they just started to clue me in on the way things work for them. And each company was a little different. Each company did things a little differently. And I never thought much of it. But, you know, you brought this up to me. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm so glad guys get on the pub and share questions that they have because it gets us thinking and talking as a company and as just detailing guys. Um, this has become really hot button. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm naive. I, I never cared, <laughs> you know, how somebody did their business behind the scenes and ran their company and got the product to me. I, I never cared. Uh, but it seems that social media has driven that a little bit. You know, people now want to, I don't know if you want to call it rat, you know, or, or you know, give out information. I never cared. I guess is where I came out on it. But yeah, over the years, I heard a lot of things and was told a lot, very straight up behind the scenes, like, you know, hey, we make this or hey, we do this or, but I never put that much stock into it. If the product worked for me, I bought the product. So why and do you so, think it matters to people, right? Because not only to brands, because certain mm -hmm. brands have now had to come out and say, we're manufacturers. We know best because we manufacture. Yeah. And then there's, I, 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 then yeah. there's brands that don't, right? So from a brand aspect, you had said as a detailer, you didn't care. Now, you know, you're detailer yeah. plus owner in a chemical brand. Like, what yeah. does it mean to you to manufacture, not manufacture? It's a good question because number one, nobody manufactures their whole product line. There's not a single company on the planet. 
there's not a single company in our industry that manufactures the solvents and the surfactants and all the things that they use in their formula. So nobody is a vertically integrated, which means top to bottom integrated, making all of their products. That doesn't exist in the detailing industry. Why do you think brands then say that? I mean, you, you hear them um, on social, I, I think you hear them on podcast. Yeah, I think a lot of it is status. They think there's a status symbol to, to being known as a manufacturer, and maybe there is. Um, I, don't, I don't think most people understand. It's not economical or smart business to build your products from top to bottom. That's not the best way to serve clients in a global economy. So I've kind of bounced this off you because I've had some big YouTubers, as you know, I have some relationships with some big YouTubers that sell millions of dollars in detailing product and we're friends. Okay. It's not just, I mean, you know that it's not just, I'm just hanging out, you know, I just know somebody loosely and I hear these really ridiculous claims by some of these people, by the way, my friends, and I've said all this stuff to their face, you know, I like this product because they make it and I'm like, yeah, they don't make that product. I actually know because the company told me when I tested that product and I'm like that it's not a bad thing. They, it's just not economical for them to make that product because they're not going to do it better than that product that they co-developed with some people. Right? So here's a way to think about it or the way that we as a company think about it. So there's a couple companies that love to say, we have the chemists in house, we make all of our products. That's what you were referring to, okay? Here's the problem. If I employ two chemists in my company, I have access to two chemists. Marty and I, when we went- Most to, really just have one. Yeah, most have one. And some of them aren't really what you would call, it's really hard to find an elite level car brand chemist that knows a lot because there's a lot that goes into the chemistry of some of these products. So it'd be very difficult for one chemist to be very good across the board. It would just be so much knowledge. You know what I mean? Like it would just be very difficult. And that's why we actually, when you look at silica sprays have had these polymer heavy silica sprays that smear all over the place is because that's the technology that all these chemists were familiar with. There's nothing wrong with it. That's just what they used for so many years. They became comfortable with using those types of blending systems. And so I use the terminology of, I have one or two chemists on staff and I rely on them to build all my products. Well, that's such a positive for so many people. But if I have access to 500 chemists and you have access to two chemists, who's gonna build better products? If I have access to a thousand and you have access to two, who's gonna build better products? And the global economy allows us now to leverage this massive knowledge base of thousands of chemists. So if a company is confined to one or two, they can't be building the best products. That, that is not possible just on a mathematical basis if I have access to more chemists than you. And so the, the economy drives that decision. Not, this isn't 1950, where we can't communicate effectively with one another. We can, we can communicate with somebody in Argentina over text in two seconds. So if that's where the best chemist for silica spray is, that's who I need to talk to. This guy is an expert in silica. This guy is great with surfactants. This guy is great with caustics. 
well, what's the odds I've hired the perfect chemist in my company? That it's very, very impossible to do that. And guess what? We don't have to fight that battle in 2021 and beyond because the economy has made it so we can talk to all these really educated chemists across the world. So again, it's there's some naive behavior behind all of this where certain people have made you believe that they're doing things in a certain way and that that's right and everyone else is wrong. And I actually look at it differently. I don't think there is a right and wrong. If somebody's selling you products that you like and they work, I kind of think that that's okay. However they get there, I don't have an issue with it. And I never have. Yeah. uh, And I think it's interesting too, because people will ask, you know, do you guys manufacture your products? I guess it'd be interesting to figure out what is a definition of manufacturing products? Because we get in raw material, we put it together, and then we package it. So I guess in a sense, I mean, I've always said, no, we're not a manufacturer. And, you know, we don't have chemists. You know, I'm, I barely made it out of high school. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that I would have the ability to start this out of my garage and chemically make every single thing from scratch, right? And like you mentioned, solvents, caustics, right? Having to get each individual raw material then put it together and come up with it, right? I just, not only was I probably not going to be able to do that mentally, right? Hmm. But who would ever want to spend that amount of time trying to go through all of those stages just to get out one product and then to be able to put out a line of products? Yeah. The flip side is, is suddenly there's companies that come out of nowhere and they got a full line of products how in the world they didn't have, I mean, so I could see that there's a little bit of barrier, a little bit of uh, fighting back and forth between brands and people will come at me for shots that I take, right. Saying things and commenting things, but they don't want to come at these manufacturers who say, but are outright lying saying that they manufacture everything when there's just no possible way that they could. And I think what you're saying is, probably the way to think of it that detailers should go at it what the fuck does it matter right yeah i mean why does it really matter who manufactures whatever that definition we want to say is yeah and And nobody manufactures everything so there is no true vertically integrated manufacturer in the detailing business they're not manufacturing their raw materials nobody is nobody's manufacturing their solvents there's what two or three solvent plants in the whole united states Solvents are a huge part of detailing chemicals. Nobody's manufacturing everything. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's, it's not this big of a deal. Where do we as a company in HyperClean align? We're probably right now labeled a manufacturer because of the route we're taking. I mean, look, we, we just got off the phone with our solvent company before coming on here. Like we are embarking on a different path than we were on eight, nine, 10, 12 months ago. We are way more active in ingredients on purpose. We think we need to go up a level. We think we need to care about the user experience on a level that no one else cares about it. That's our little behind the scenes motto when Marty and I get on the phone all the time. We're developing our eco wash product right now. Marty, we're sitting last Friday having dilution conversations. Hey, 
we don't think we have this right. We need to, we need to remove this chemical. We need to add this more of this chemical. What dilutions are we going to do to make the product come out in, in, you know, a thousand gallons properly? We are a manufacturer by today's standards. Do I care that, Hey, we're a manufacturer. I don't care. I care that we give you guys the greatest products we can give you. That's it. And that's, if a company believes anything differently than that, then go good for them. You can go do business with them and there's no problem. We just care about the user experience. We care about the products working. We care about you being able to have the most detailed car you can have and making your life as easy as possible when using the products. We get a lot of raw materials in and then manufacture the product to our specification. Is that manufacturing? I believe that it is because that's what everybody's doing. They're getting some form of a raw material and then they're combining it to make their chemical. We don't have a single product that goes out the door based that, that's basically ready to use to us. Everything is in some type of raw form that we have to mix and match, add solvent, you know, whatever it is, add a, an agent of some kind to the product to make it to our specification. We got three products right now that are basically on ice until we get it figured out of how to get this solvent, et cetera, how to a thickening agent. I mean, you can name it. It's all these random little things that we're working on. And I'm assuming that's what a lot of companies do. This isn't a we're better or I'm just assuming this is what a lot of people do. And I'm assuming that there's this other side of the coin where people just order a whole product line from a blender and it's already in a bottle for them and the label is already on and they are basically just shipping it to their customer. That's okay with me too. I, 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 it doesn't matter to me. And this is like a social media thing that guys get on. And to me, this is the negative of social media. There's so many positives. But people are unwilling to talk about the negative, and this is the negative. A couple couple knuckleheads made some videos on YouTube. And again, some of these guys are my friends who have called knuckleheads on this subject. They're just wrong because they don't know. They think they know, but they don't. They think they're doing business with these upstanding companies that are manufacturing everything, and they're on version 100 of their product. They're convinced of that because somebody convinced them of it. That's okay. But it's not the real story. And, and for those that care about their car and, or, or you're a professional detailer, if the product works and the product's a great experience and it's, it's at a price you like, I don't know that there's anything more relevant than that. So you mentioned some companies, we call them out of the box, right? Suddenly they're out of the box and they got all these different products in their product line. It, that's kind of just, the way the industry's gone over the past 10 years, right? I mean, I think before brands and the industry went to that, you know, old school way, right? Yeah. But the way the industry has gone, the way the industry has developed, uh, big name brands that began to flourish and develop and grow. Interesting how then some of those brands didn't go buy the raw material company that was selling to a bunch of the other brands. Yeah. So it, yeah it opens the door of really does it even matter anymore whom quote unquote makes or doesn't that. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I, I, th I think you have to always look at it from what matters to you as a consumer. 
I do want to do business with companies that care. So those out-of-box companies, would they speak to me as a customer? They wouldn't. They never have. Okay. They never did for a variety of reasons. It's no big deal. But that if you go buy from them, I'm not like, oh, what are you? Are you crazy? Like it's what you value. You know, the value we're selling to people at HyperClean is we put this stuff on 600 cars a week. We've been detailing a combined going on 45 years. I'm not going to, I'm not going to develop a product. And now the people that are using slick, which is our first product we've developed as a company together, I'm not going to lie to you. It's an exceptional product. It's an incredible user experience. The product works. It's exactly what should have been on the market prior to us being here. I'm glad nobody solved it because we got to solve it. And if you care about experience and people putting their heart and soul into products, those out of the box guys, they're not for you, but guys like us are. And there's other ones that just like a flashy label. And there's other ones that, that like somebody that's great on social media. Hey, man, whatever you're into. I don't know why this has become such an issue other than those quote unquote manufacturers. And again, they don't manufacture everything. So it's okay. have made an issue of it. And that's the only thing I can say is a couple YouTube videos got made by some influential detailing type of guys. And it set off this cloud over the industry. And hopefully we're clearing it up today by talking about it. It's, Guys, HyperClean gets a lot of raw material in, and we develop products out of that raw material, but we don't manufacture the raw material, and nobody does. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we consider a manufacturer in our industry. By the definition of what everyone else is doing that's on that level, we're on that level. That's all that I can say. And again, if you think that somebody having a chemist employed is a benefit, if I got a thousand chemists at my call, at my beck and call, I think I'm going to win. And so you've got to really think through your ideas and say, uh, is that really make a ton of sense in today's economy? And in a lot of cases, what's being put out there doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, very true. Good points, man. Good points. Well, uh, dead armadillo, uh, great, great beer, nice and easy drink, Tulsa flag. You're going to have to look up and see what the Vegas flag is. Yeah, for uh, sure. But uh, apparently that's, that a, is, that's a really cool can, by the way. Yeah. Well, that's our flag. I like the writing on it. I like yeah. it. I mean, it, you know, oh, yeah, they're killing good. it. Good beer. All right, man. Well, have a great week and uh, we'll see you next week, man. Enjoy your time. All right, bro. I'll talk see to ya. you. for listening to that episode and if you got any value out of it hey go share it go let people know what you heard on the pints of polishing podcast and listen if you want to leave us a review we would love that you know five star one star hey whatever you think we deserve if you would leave us a review greatly appreciate that and thank you so much for being a part of community